The Galactic Federation of Light. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope you're having a beautiful day on this. What is it? Wednesday, Wednesday, January 18th. If you're watching this after the fact, welcome. I hope that this video finds you well. So I'm going to talk about the Galactic Federation of Light. You guys have said you wanted me to talk to the microphone, so I'm talking to the microphone, but then it makes me disappear with the green screen. What's up, Missy? How are you doing? So I'm going to talk about the Galactic Federation of Light today. Like, what is that? What is a UFO religion? That's another big question here. Um, how does it pertain to the Book of Enoch that we've been reading? Um, I saw a post from... One of my favorite people, um, who's who's a biblical theologian, I got a bunch of my start from this individual. I'm not going to call him out because I actually really disagreed with what they posted. Um, but they're talking about UFO religions and how people uh, kind of make up what they think Ezekiel saw and they turn it into a UFO and they go, "That's got to be a UFO," and when they don't understand the context of it, and they were trying to get into the context of it with the actual um, like historical context and everything to uh, the Hebrew people. And I totally respect that. I totally vibe with that, and I get it. Uh, like, yeah, you have to understand where they're coming from within their culture. But here's the deal, guys. All cultures aside, I don't care where you're, where you're at, where you're from, who you're married to, what religion you are, what race you are. When you see a UFO, it changes you. Now, I am not speaking from experience, but I have talked to countless people that I, I totally believe. I've talked to plenty of people that I don't believe, too, that I think they're, they're loony. But I've talked to a lot of people who have seen and experienced these things, and I know that the experience will change you. It will tap into your consciousness, into your mind, into your very ethos, and make you a different person. There's just no way you can get around it. And when we read things like Ezekiel, we see about the Abrahamic sacrifices. We see about Moses and the burning bush. Um, we hear about prophets like Enoch and we hear about Noah and uh, the birth of Noah, as we read here in Book of Enoch. These are just weird, wild, wonderful, paranormal, supernatural experiences. And if they weren't, I wouldn't even have a show, right? I mean... This is the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, not the Cub Cooker Theological Hour. Um, and so with that said, it's like really important, I think, that we uh, we kind of honor this understanding. And we honor the gods, if you will, in a way that we realize that they were real. They're not all the same. Sometimes some of these gods say they're the most high god and they're not. Um, and then we hear people like Jesus come and they talk about the most high God or a God in spirit or the Brahman in the Hindu, the monad in the, uh, Greek and the, um, Gnostic, uh, the source in Buddhism. There's a lot of different understandings of this, but this deeper well of what God is rather than a physical alien entity of a God. And so that's how I've been approaching Book of Enoch. One of our sisters in our Mythos community. Mythos community is our patron supporter group. They're the reason I can show up here every day. Thank you guys. We've got a bunch of them in the group here. Annie Logan, Missy Bemis. What are you guys doing? Hope you're having an awesome day. Um, they're the reason I can show up here every day. And uh, one of our sisters in the Mythos community requested... Then we make a thread in there just to talk about all things Enoch and all the weird stuff. And like, what does it mean? How do you apply it to your biblical understanding? How do you change your biblical understanding to adopt Enochian theology? How do you expand your worldview to adopt the idea that there are definitely extraterrestrial entities who have been called the gods and by all intents and purposes probably had the you know, in, in all rightness to be our gods because they're so much more advanced than we are. They're on a whole different level. They can definitely manipulate us in ways that we can't even, can't even understand. But they can also help us, and that's what this is about. 
Uh, Missy says, I love you, Mythos family. Absolutely. Uh, we love our Mythos family. So if you are interested, we've had some people ask me recently, like, what is that? How do I get in? It's over at cubkuker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. By the way, if you join the new course that I just launched, you get Mythos community for free. If you're in the Mythos community and you want to join the course, you get a discount. So everybody wins, right? Um, so you can join Mythos and then you can join the course or you can join the course and you get Mythos for free. Or you can join one or the other, whatever you have time or desire for. Uh, but they're both over there. Mythos and Charisma are the products that I offer to actually support what I'm doing here. So um, with that said, we finished here about kind of the judgment about the flood that's coming. Now we're going to talk about the judgment of the angels. And so in verse one here on chapter three, uh, we are in the book of Enoch standard English version. This is the judgment of the angels chapter three in the book of Noah. It's, it's not like the Bible where you're like, it's, you know, Matthew chapter one type thing. Like this is the books of Enoch is a massive collection of a bunch of random writings by different people all under the surname of, or the pen name, if you will, of Enoch. And and it definitely wasn't written by Enoch, but these are all like things that Enoch may have said or traditions or stories about Enoch or mythologies about Enoch. So we, we, we can't read it like actually many, many things in the Bible are what are considered pseudepigrapha just like this. It definitely wasn't that person that wrote it. Even Revelation, the Revelation of John, we have a lot of evidence to show that it was probably not written by John. It's probably written by someone else. Um, we just don't know. We don't know. I mean, it's hard enough in our modern age to tell who wrote a blog, much less who wrote this ancient scripture. So just take that into account. Uh, yes, we're talking about ancient Samaria. Definitely going to be getting more into that as well. Epic of Gilgamesh type stuff, Sumerian tablets. It, this all ties together. One of the things I, I've got to start looking into and we're going to look into starting this week is the Anunnaki to dig deeper into who the Anunnaki are, Inki and Enlil, um, who are they? What do they represent? Is one of them actually Yahweh? Is one of them El? Um, is everything we're dealing with literally a battle between good and evil, light and dark, the dualistic nature of God, like these physical entities or um, extraterrestrial races that emanate from the Brahman source, the source of God, uh, or the monad in the Gnostic uh, belief? You know, is that really what we're dealing with here? And is Yahweh also God, but the dark side of God? And somehow El is God, but the light side of God, where Jesus says, my father is in spirit and in truth. Does that make sense? Like, we have to ask that question. I'm not saying I'm right. And by the way, that thought just popped into my head. So, like, we have to ask that. Um, and so let's see, uh, Tyler says, uh, what's up my friend? How are you doing? Another mythos member right here. Uh, in fact, uh, let's see. So looking forward to getting to that Enoch thread, plan to get questions posted later today. Awesome. My friend, definitely, definitely. Um, let's see what ridge, what religion do they believe in Ohio? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I'm in West Texas, so we got a lot of evangelicals around here. Um, let's see. Tablets of Thoth? Yeah, absolutely. I'm crunching down on the, the goodness that is a mentholated cough drop here. It helps me talk and get through this. So, um, But the judgment of the angels. So what is this? Who's judging them, by the way, here? So it says, in those days, the word of God came unto me and he said unto me, Noah, thy lot has come up before me, a lot without blame, a lot of love and uprightness. And now the angels are working and when they have completed their task, I will place my hand upon it and preserve it and there shall come forth from it a seed of life and a change shall set in so that the earth will not remain without inhabitants. So this is super cryptic here. What God is talking, what type of uprightness is he talking about? 
Um, and then what are the angels doing? Like, what are they working on? What task? And then God's going to put his hand upon it. So like, again, what are we talking about here? Like, um, we read this and we assume this is the most high God. We read the old Testament and we assume it's the most high God. Like there is a source God too, that a lot of, especially metaphysical practices talk about. That's really more the God that I'm in search of, that I meditate on, that I seek the highest reality of. Um, and nobody's more in 3d than me guys. Like I get it. Like, you know, if you look at me and you think, oh, the, you know, he must be like so enlightened. Guys, no, I, like, trust me, like today has been the most annoying day ever. Like from just weird things like my nose itches, my head hurts. I did a ton of yoga yesterday and I'm really sore from it. Instead of it leaving me feeling like beautiful and enlightened, I'm just like, Bleh. And, and I'm sure it's like purging everything from my body. And like, you know, I'm just like allergies we got weather changing. It's supposed to snow this weekend. It's sunny and windy today. My dogs have been annoying. I hit my head on the door this morning. I spilled coffee all over my keyboard in the episode this morning. Um, and I can't even click the mouse right today. Like every time I try to click on something, it's like I click whatever's next to it. And everything I've done online is taking me 10 different clicks uploading videos have been slow and I'm not even blaming the matrix on this. It's just, it's one of those days where it's like, does it even pay to get out of bed, you know? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, L says Enoch is Luciferian. You know, L, if you're here thinking this community is not Luciferian, we are. Uh, Luciferian means light bearer. We are light bearers. We are light bringers. We're here to enlighten the world and ourselves, by the way. Um, I can't make anyone be enlightened, but I can certainly work on my own deconstruction and understanding of these things. You know, it's all been twisted. We've been told there's this whole movement now saying, oh, Luciferianism is bad. It's evil. And there's all these things and you're going to, and it's not Jesus. And it's, well, I'm t here to tell you too, that Jesus himself was Luciferian. He was a light bringer. He said, when I am in the world, there's light in the world. He said, in my father, there is light. There is no darkness at all. Like it's literally all there. Yet Yahweh said, I, I dwell in dark places in a dark cloud and I will bring forth blessings from dark places. Literally like the most dichotomy between light and dark. Um, yet we ignore it and we choose to ignore it. And L, you choose to ignore it too. Um, so in your name, L, think about your, your name, L, 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 Elyon, God most high, the one in truth and light, the ultimate Luciferian entity, like, Yet Yahweh clothed himself in light and he was able to take it on and off. Uh, that's why it says Satan dwells, um, that, you know, even Satan cloaks himself as an angel of light because literally the angel of Yahweh was cloaked in light. Uh, the angel of Yahweh essentially was the ship of Yahweh, the extraterrestrial ship, uh, the spaceship, guys, the UFO. I'm telling you, I'm crazy today. I've taken some of the most annoying, hateful comments and mo just most ignorant comments lately and it's just it's so frustrating and then on top of that everything else and so i'm just feeling a bit goofy today and you know i'm just done with all of the uh all of the dogmatic doctrinal religious theological arguments and debates i don't know guys i don't freaking know like i really don't and that's okay i'm like really good with that by the way like i'm just here exploring and the number one thing i do is meditate on the supreme being. Absolutely, Mr. Lost Knowledge. Beautiful. Uh, Krishna, the supreme being. Brahman. Um, again, the monad. Source. Unity. The universe. Universal consciousness. I'm seeking the Christ consciousness because I think we are all the Christ. I think Jesus said we are all the Christ together anyway. And so why am I even talking today about... Uh, what is this galactic federation of light? Is it even real? Is it weird? It, yeah, it's weird. This is all weird. Everything I talk about here is weird. And if you're a weirdo, you probably like being here. Um, you're probably the black sheep of the family. You probably could lay hands on people. You probably knew things before they happened. You probably looked to the stars. You probably were obsessed with the sun. You probably imagined things 
uh, that no one else could see, but you knew they were real. Somehow they were like energetically happening. You probably held your hand out when you were a kid and tried to make the swing set move in front of you because I did too. Raise your hand, get them high because you're special because that, because you really are special. I'm not just telling you that like some people will. I'm telling you, I knew something was different about me. That's what's up, Lily. Uh, thank you very much. Um, on the right track, brother, uh, a couple of distortions. Yeah, I'm sure there's distortions. Like, I'm, I'm going to say this message today. I'll say another one tomorrow. I might get half of this one right, half of the other one right. You put them together. I don't know. You know, I'm just uh, here. Some of my distortions today is I've got a little bit of little bit of uh, distractions going on in me, a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of, like, aggravation about that, some aggravation about some obligations I've got, like, ready to just, like, you know, step to that next level and I'm trying to rush things because I want it all. I want it now. You know, what is that queen song, you know, rock and roll guys. So, uh, that's the right equation, my man, uh, left for interpretation. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you guys, you guys do with it what you will. Uh, I'm just a messenger here and I just start channeling some of this stuff and it's like, Somebody, one of our good brothers, Michael Atlas, he posted and he said that he appreciated the fact that I take off when I need to take off and that I don't have to make a big deal about it. There's some days I don't show up because I need to recharge. Now, I give you guys my basic schedule. I'm here when I'm here. I'm here like 90% of the time and I show up and I do what I do. There are some days I am shot, I am zapped, I am sucked dry, and, and I have to stop and do the spiritual work on myself so that I can show up here and do the spiritual work with you guys. So um, I hope that hope that makes sense. So Michael, thank you for your comment with that. Michael's in our Mythos community. Uh, Tyler's in Charisma, by the way. Charisma is like if you vibe with what I'm doing here, Charisma is this course I've been putting together and it's been kind of my brainchild for a long time. I've done a lot of different courses. I've taken a lot of courses and I've created a lot of courses. This by far is the most successful, most highly reviewed course. Every single person that's gotten in it has messaged or emailed me and been like, this is mind blowing. This is incredible. Like it's totally alchemizing things in me and it's literally just three minute videos and it's, um, these higher level concepts and I'm, I'm painting a picture, putting all the pieces of a puzzle together for you guys and for myself through this course. And by the time you're done with the course, you're going to a go through it again and again and again, I'm sure. Cause I've already had people say that they're just going back through the videos. Cause even three minutes, there's so much texture and like notes to take and insights to have. And it just totally does something to you. But it's a course for light workers. If you feel like you're a light worker, uh, if you're ready to take the next step, um, then then that is your course. Elle says, is this for profit? Hell yeah, it's for profit. Quit asking me if I'm here out of altruistic. I got to pay for bread, guys. I got to make a living, and I'm tired of people giving me crap for that. So, um, you know, of course it's for profit. This is my freaking business. I gave up my business. I sold my house in the country. I, I traded in all my vehicles. I did everything to be here in front of you and help people. Your pastor gets paid a hell of a lot more than I do. I promise you. So yeah, it's for profit. So L, if you want it, pay me. If you don't want to pay me, be here for free. I'm giving you the same thing for free. So I love you, whether you choose to judge me for that or not. But um, So Galactic Federation of Light. This is where it gets like, I, I think part of my disturbance I'm feeling is I'm starting to talk about the negative alien agenda and the Galactic Federation of Light. And I think that there's something to that. There's a reason I'm like, you know, as I alchemize this, it's kind of a purging energy for me. It's kind of an unsettling place to be. It goes against like a lot of things that I grew up with, like especially like the stay away from magic, like aliens or demons. Harry Potter is the devil, blah, 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 like all this stuff, right? And so as I deconstruct from that, uh, L says, good luck, God bless. Thank you very much. L, you know, I, I wasn't trying to dog on you, by the way. Uh, I've gotten that a lot in the comments lately. So thank you for your well wishes. I really appreciate that. That's a much better attitude. Um, I, I've given up a lot. Like I, I, I get choked up by 
I've gone through a lot of suffering to be here in front of you right now. And most people don't know that it's stuff I've never even shared publicly here. Like literally nobody knows in this community what I've gone through to be here in front of you right now to do this full time. So, um, anyway, thank you for the graciousness L. I appreciate that. Uh, and I apologize if I use that as an example, because that spirit has been in the comments a lot. Uh, there's even some brothers on some of these social platforms that make it their job to come into the comments every day, but I refuse to block them because I know at some point something I say will alchemize with them and they'll go, wait a minute. And they'll, they'll, something that I say will help them. So that's my prayer. And I hope you guys, and you guys that are in the community, you see my heart, you understand that. And that's why this is really close message to my heart today. And I want to pour from my heart. This is not like a doctrinal thing or anything that I'm going to teach like this, this side of it or that side of it. But I just honestly think even the Bible says, you know, it is not flesh and blood we battle against, but principalities and powers. And like, we understand what that is. Those are like angelic beings, right? Like that's not just saying like, oh, it's just political or it's just uh, religious or it's just whatever. Like, no, no, no. That's like talking about these actual angelic entities and like what their jobs are like principalities and powers. Like there are some that are actual, they're there to pour power out into things and there are some that are there to govern things. And so we're battling against powers and governances on a spiritual being level or an extraterrestrial level. Because again, they didn't know what these things were back then. When you have a consciousness reaction from them, when you start tripping out, when you see colors and shapes and rainbows, when you have downloads directly into your consciousness, when you go into a dreamlike state and you don't remember where you are or who you are, these things are your gods. Anyone alive on the face of the earth right now that meets one of these things would go, this is, this is a God. This is my God. This is who I've been looking for. This is my savior. This is my whatever. Like we would have that reaction. And I've heard testimonies of people that have had that reaction. There are different classifications of these things. There are the the greenish bluish ones. There are the white ones. There are the grays. There are uh, even people talk about things like reptilians, the Arturians. There are um, the Palladians. Like, uh, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. The Palladians, the ones from the Pleiades, which we hear a lot about in the Bible, oddly enough. Even in Psalms, it talks about like, you know, oh, your glory, you have even created the Pleiades and the bear. Like, it's talking about these star constellations. And they knew that their gods came from these things. Like, we just, we, today, it is so hard for us to stomach it today because we're so in love with our own accomplishments. And you can call it advancement of humanity or you can call it ascension. And I think there's two different types of technology. There's fallen angel technology and then there's spiritual technology. And I have to ask, were the fallen angels giving us actual technology or were they giving us spiritual technology? And from everything I see, they were giving us spiritual technology. On this planet today, we're obsessed with fallen angel technology in the form of its actual mechanical technology. Not understanding that we have to have a higher consciousness, literally a different dimensional consciousness to even control these things. Uh, we take what we can from them from, you know, there's millions of documents out there, guys. You can find them online. I don't have to prove anything to anyone here. You know, I'm an ancient astronaut theorist. You know, I think that everything we read about within the Bible, the Sumerian tablets, Epic of Gilgamesh, Book of Enoch. If you don't apply ancient astronaut theory with the premise that beings from another world came down, seeded humanity, helped with evolution Maybe we're in a war over humanity and who got to control or guide. Um, then I think you're going to be really lost. It's going to be hard to like understand the, I don't want to say historical context, but maybe the mythological context. Cause a lot of this is hard to be like, this is historically accurate because it's just not. Cause we have timelines misconstrued. We have understandings that aren't there. And a lot of these documents are missing. So, you know, even Book of Enoch jumps timelines over and over and over. Um, anyway, so uh, let's see. Moonbee says, in your course, do you sit with the Bible and share what you know about it? Hey, that's actually planned for the course, by the way. I'm going to do some Bhagavad Gita reading, some Bible reading, some Enoch reading in it. 
Um, and really the course is more, it's not like me sitting there going, this is truth here. Here's my truth for you. It is like, I'm giving you the mode in which to approach everything. So for example, I just did a metaphysics section. And so rather than me telling you, this is what you need to believe about metaphysics, I'm giving you the tools and the trades to understand metaphysics. So everything you see and hear and do can now encompass encompass that understanding. And so I think one of the beautiful things of the course is it's all together and it's just kind of in this process that you can just start to go through, deconstruct, rewire. You can apply it if you're Muslim, Christian, agnostic, atheist, like literally it can be applied for anyone. And I really wanted this course to be completely detached from like any religious tradition so that it could be applied to all religious traditions. And that was very important for me because I think light workers come in all shapes and sizes. And there are plenty of people that follow the Christ energy that don't call it by a certain name. There are plenty of people that uh, are channeling the true source within them, but don't call it by a certain name. And so that was really important when I've started putting this together to just give a really, really open-minded and, and lead it with my heart in a very similar way that I do these, these live streams too, but there's a lot less of me jumping around and stuff because they're three minutes and I'm able to deliver a very poignant concept in three minutes that will really, really get you to start thinking about like, what does that really mean? Like, how does that really apply? Like, okay, well I just read Genesis. Like, how does metaphysics apply to Genesis? Like how does metaphysics apply to the transfiguration of Jesus or what is the rainbow light body? Well, he just taught about that. And like the Buddhist monks would meditate so long that their body would like wither away. They would go into this 40 day, 40 night fast or even longer. They would turn into a rainbow light body and ascend. Like how is that tie into like the practice that Jesus was doing right before he went to the cross and then the ascension of Jesus? Like, how does this all tie together? Uh, Moonbee says, wow, I love this topic. Can't wait. Well, yeah, absolutely. Then then it's definitely for you. I'm doing my best to keep everything super affordable. I'm just doing monthly membership model right now with everything. Mythos is nine bucks a month to support and get access to the community and the calls and all of that stuff. But then the course is only 29 bucks a month. So, And by the way, if you get the course, you get Mythos free. And if, you, if you're already in Mythos, you get the course cheaper. So it all evens out, but I hope that makes sense to you guys. I'm not here to tell you I know it, and I'm not here to give you my personal revelation, whether it's in the course or here. I am here in every single video, every live stream, every podcast I push out to pour energetic beams of light into you. That's like what I do. I can feel it coming out of me. I feel it going into the camera lens. I feel it going into you right now as you watch this. And that you're not receiving the letter of the law of, of a religious or dogmatic or theological construct here. You're receiving purity and light codes that are actually going to upgrade your consciousness and allow you to decode and see things as they are for yourself. And by the way, lots of reports in the community of this is very uncomfortable. You know, you may watch this video and go, I mean, we've even had a brother in our community, and again, I, I won't call out names here. I try to keep everything very private within the community. We had a brother in the community that struggled deeply with what I was teaching because it was like it was hitting his his religious background. He had started meditating and really broken away from some of that, but some family members and stuff were really telling him one thing, and his like his uh, his fear was telling him one thing. And then he, he ended up like kind of coming back around and going, okay, I got I got to overcome this. And so like, it is not easy guys. Like I'm not here to tickle your ears. Anybody that comes across this and goes, oh, he tells you what you want to hear. There's a lot of people that take my message and it ain't what they want to hear. It's not easy. It's hard. It's deconstructing. It's work. It's purging of emotional and shadow work. And the light work is, the light work has to root in darkness to then grow up into the sun, into the light. Why does Jesus use the analogy of a tree over and over? Why is there fruit? Fruit is there to nourish the seeds so that more trees can grow. 
So as I bear fruit, as this mission grows, I make more money with it. I pour it back into it. I'm able to hire help, get a studio. We grow this. We blow it up. We're millions of people across the globe. And I pour into it. The fruit is to nourish the seeds so the seeds can grow more roots, more trees, and gather more, what? Say it with me. Light from the source to then pour into the lower three-dimensional realm. Boom. You guys get that? You guys get that? Uh, I've listened to David Wilcox a lot. You say a lot of the same stuff, Joey says. I've never heard uh, David Wilcox. I will check it out, by the way. Uh, and then Tyler says, vids are short and sweet in uh, charisma, but very deep. Uh, got kiddos, so easier to listen, take notes, and get back to it. Awesome. Thank you, Tyler. And that's exactly why I designed them. I didn't even want 10-minute videos. Some of us have three minutes and it's like a daily three-minute thing to take some notes, meditate on. Super important. So, And I don't want to make this whole video into an infomercial for my courses and stuff. But uh, but I appreciate the comment. Thank you very much. Um, so the judgment of angels. Who is pouring this judgment out? Like, let's get back to the Galactic Federation of Light. Who are they? Are they from a certain planet, a different realm? What are the planets? Are the planets realms? Do they channel different energies where certain planets are able to exist in other dimensional states at the same time? You got to ask yourself these questions, guys. Um, thank you guys for the gifts, by the way. I just got a bunch of gifts popping through here. So those those help the platforms push. Even if you're watching after the fact and you throw gifts at me, that tells the platforms, this is a good video. So thank you guys. So in, in verse two, it says, and now the angels are working. Uh, when they have completed their task, I will place my hand upon it and preserve it. Okay. Uh, then there shall come forth from it the seed of life and a change shall, shall set in so that the earth will not remain without inhabitant. And I will make fast thy seed before me ever and ever. And I will spread abroad those who dwell with thee it shall not be unfruitful on the face of the earth, but it shall be blessed and multiply on the earth in the name of the Lord. So like right here, it sounds like we're at like the makership story. I would say this is more like your Genesis 2 timeline. This isn't, I wouldn't even say necessarily a follow-up to the foreshadowing of the flood we just heard. This is more like kind of a promise to like manage the resources in the 3D realm and like, perpetuate that forward and make sure that uh all the breeding that needs to happen takes place and that humanity is continued on the earth um and then it says uh in verse four um uh, so just to finish verse three it says blessed and multiply on the uh, earth in the name of the lord and we remember from reading the bible when it says in the name of the lord that is not necessarily you know, like God, most high source unity, that type thing. Uh, oftentimes that is Yahweh. Oftentimes that is like a different Lord. Remember Lord is a term used in all kinds of different mythologies. And so just because it says capital L O R D does not mean this is talking about somehow the source God. This is talking about the God that is in this timeline, whatever that would be, whatever would be higher than the self to you know worship for the person writing this so uh, verse 4 it says and he will imprison those angels who have shown unrighteousness in that burning valley which my grandfather Enoch had formerly shown to me in the west among the mountains of gold and silver and iron and soft metal and tin hmm interesting why is that important because these are metals precious metals now, if you know the whole Anunnaki lore, the Anunnaki were using humanity and they're basically downgrading the genetics of humanity to make them a slave race. Um, by the way, everyone that like that's again, that's not for uh, that's not a race thing that I'm saying there. That's just like the whole of humanity that they would be that that all seeing eye. I released some videos earlier today would not actually be an all seeing eye, but would rather be kept to be the. Uh, spiritual eye of whatever God we served under and that every race upon the earth was given out under their God, 70 nations spread across the earth 
all serving their different gods. Now, Israel, Isisrael, was under the Yahweh God. We now see that our whole planet is under uh, the Yahweh system. Like, it's, it's literally under... You can't go anywhere on the planet without somehow, like, the Church of Rome or somehow that influence being there. Like, I mean, you, you can't. Like, it's, it's pretty much everywhere now, um, and a lot of our systems are built on it. A lot of our things are... Uh, and that's when I talk about the beast system everybody's looking for this different beast and i i kind of believe that the beast is already the et intelligence from the old testament that jesus came to speak against to set people free from with a higher consciousness it's wild guys it's wild i know i'm i'm completely lost it i get it but but i hope that makes sense for some of you guys you'll go okay that that makes more sense so um Let's see, uh, let's see, uh, Adonai uh, means Lord, Elohim means God or God. So uh, it's actually not that simple, guys. Like when you look at the Old Testament, Elohim can be used as a plural for gods. It can be used for a council of gods. It can be used for the most high God. It doesn't even matter if it's capitalized. It depends on the context it was used in. And if you've studied Old Testament a lot, um, and then you have other names of God. There's even like a names of God translation of the Bible, which can be very confusing because oftentimes those names of God are not in the applicable place, if that makes sense. Uh, so, for example, when you just read your Bible and it says, you know, in Genesis that um, they walked with God, right? Well, Adam walked with God. Actually, it says Adam walked with Yahweh, which is a specific God, okay? He also made himself the Most High God. He's the one that declared that, and then other people agreed to it. And remember, what we agree to becomes our reality. Um, this is some revelation stuff, guys. Like th this, is, this is hard to hear for the person that's been in church their whole life or that, that understands the Bible as like the letter of truth. When you really get into it and you realize what's been done with it and you go, wait a minute, there's a bigger picture here and I need to understand who the characters are in the play because I've been watching the play from stage right and I need to watch it from the center and from stage left. And by the way, I need to watch it from backstage too to understand what's really going on. Uh, who do I say the most high God is? RC the dog asks. That's a great question. Uh, very, very good question. My interpretation and who I serve is source. Uh, it would be called the supreme being. Uh, that is what the Hindu calls it, source in Buddhism, the monad in Gnosticism, uh, the father in light and truth and spirit that Jesus speaks of. That's who I serve, seek, meditate on. I see it as all the same entity, kind of the truth and unity of all things being one, um, which makes us inherently a part of God. And I see that as the authentic message of Jesus, the authentic message of Buddha, the authentic message that Krishna brought. Even Krishna was basically saying, like, I'm an incarnation of the Brahman source. So if you meditate on me, kind of like that thing that Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Like, it's literally the same language that Krishna uses and yet Krishna is God, just like Jesus is God, but also just like you and I are God if we actually come into agreement and realization of it. Oh, so Cub's God now. That's not what I'm saying, but it's also what I'm saying. That's hard. Like, again, whew, that's hard. So um, do I speak on what I believe happens after death? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to share more about that. I'm going to start a series soon called The Transmigration of the Soul. And this is going to be a great series. There's even a time when the apostles laid out stones in the river. There were 12 stones, 12 zodiac, 12 incarnations of a person to ascend, 12 tests, if you will, or 12 hells. Um, you make it heaven or hell. Again, the whole idea of heaven and hell is a Catholic church thing. Um, that was perpetuated by... Rome and um, a lot of different theological agreements 
There are very few places where it talks about like the underworld. Jesus talks about Gehenna. He's like, don't fear those who can destroy your body, but those who can uh, destroy your soul by throwing it into the fires of Gehenna. That was where they burned trash. Like he's talking about energy being like, you know, burned away. Um, your soul, you know, like it wasn't, it's not really like what we make it. Like we try to simplify this whole thing. And I think that, um, like I was reading the Bhagavad Gita last night and it's talking about, you know, how do you know, um, when you're like where you're going to go. And like, it, it's interesting because in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about heaven as a place you go to before you incarnate again. And if you actually achieve eternal nirvana, then you don't have to be reincarnated. You get to actually join as like on a whole nether reality as a co-creator of this source. Like you, you get to join it and it's like uh, pure bliss and eternal unity with that source and all the energies and all the good emanating into you and from you type thing. Like I don't understand it all. Uh, and I don't think anybody does. And everybody that has an NDE experience has a similar yet a unique experience. So, uh, Moonbee says interest, interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. So, um, like, I hope that makes sense. Um, greetings, Halloween. How are you doing? Kayla Miller says, uh, do you think all will be saved? Yeah, I, I think that like all are saved. Um, I think that salvation is for everyone. I think that Jesus said that. Like, I don't think um, there's like a a separation. Um, I think that incarnation, reincarnation, like there's some people that will like reject it and they're like, oh, I just want to be here to achieve all I can or whatever. And, you know, then they're going to pass on and then they come back and they got to do it all over again. Birth is painful, guys. Death is painful. Like it's, it's just this recurring thing. Uh, Halloween says, uh, I felt that via the D to the M to the T. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, anybody who uh, is a sojourner with those types of things, you know, um, that's not really uh, my jam, but um, definitely there's like Joe Rogan talks a lot about that stuff. There's like a whole nother level out there. Um, and so like, I think, you know, that feeling that unity and stuff is like, because that stuff is in our body already, by the way, like we're already made to have that experience just with aligning our consciousness and meditating on the Supreme being. And that's what the ancient yogis teach. That's what the Bhagavad Gita teaches that I'm reading through. And by the way, that's what Jesus taught. You know, he taught about how to align yourself using the bhakti yoga of love to serve others, uh, to love the Lord your God above all, like meditate on him um, and just to seek the light and like open your eyes and see what's been pulled over them. And so that's a really, really interesting um, perspective, I think. So like I hope that uh, I hope that makes sense. So um, let's see. Halloween says most amazing experience in my life so far. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's what I've heard from a lot of people. Um, and I did a lot of that type of thing in college. So like, I understand the, the good, the bad and the ugly of it, but, uh, beautiful perspective. Moonbee says, uh, what do I think about Edgar Casey's view of Christ being the pattern, uh, man of our evolution? I don't know Edgar Casey's opinion necessarily, but, um, I, yeah, I think like Jesus was the archetype for the enlightened man. Like it's what we're supposed to become. Right. And we don't, we don't go there. We won't like we refuse to, I mean, I've been into religiosity and churchianity and holier than now. And, and guys, I just, I'm at a point where I don't freaking know. Like I just, I just try to humble myself and be here as a, as a sojourner and here in love for anybody that wants to be here. And my heart pours out to that. And I hope you feel that. And so I really resonate talking about this galactic federation of light because I feel like that's what I'm a part of. If I have some sort of celestial, extraterrestrial, galactic family, I feel like that's who it is. Um, I don't know. I don't have any proof of that. Uh, it's not like I channel them or anything. And maybe I do. I don't know. But like I feel like if there's a galactic federation of light, 
then they're plugged directly into source and they're like the the incarnate family that's like helping the little kids in the family like me like help other people and like because I'm just I'm telling you guys I'm not qualified to do this and the only reason I'm qualified to do this is because I'm called and that's why I'm here so um anyway so uh, Halloween says once money gets involved in any way with this knowledge, all goes to bloop. Um, well, I mean, you know, we've all got to eat, right? Like I do this full time. I've got to make a living. Um, but that's not why I'm doing this. So um, I chose to do this and make it my thing. Um, and I'm very, very blessed to do that. But at the same time, I refuse to be like that TV preacher that's like, if you want a blessing today, then blah, blah, blah. So, and then Halloween says, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I appreciate that. So I'm humbled to be able to do this. I've worked in church before. I've worked in the whole church culture and made money that way. And I will tell you, this is 9,000% more of a blessing doing it this way, even though I'm certainly not pulling in like what, you know, your average pastor does. Um, and maybe one day I will, and I'll get to put it all back into this. And I think that money is the thing that when you use it well, and you respect it as a tool or fuel, um, then I think that that's, that's a really important thing. So that's kind of how I approach it. Halloween says you acknowledge that you don't know. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I know nothing, guys. I'm just a guy who's screwed up a lot. Uh, I've had some triumphs in life, some uh, wins. I had a successful business, lost my successful business, got to work deeply in church culture, got to do a lot of cool stuff growing up. I was homeschooled. Um, I've worked in theater and different types of entertainment productions my whole life. Um, I've been very, very blessed, but I've also made a lot of stupid choices. I've also um, not respected uh, blessings in my life. Um, I've also um, just kind of come to a place where I was like, you know, life's too dang short to not do what I love. And the only thing I thought about all day, every day, above anything else, even while I had my marketing business, was spiritual stuff. Uh, Halloween says, same here. Absolutely. So, you know, I think, like, we've all come a really long way. It's been a hard journey. And I'm just really thankful that I'm here. I almost lost my mom last year. She ended up in the hospital. Uh, I've literally lost friends and family members that are no longer on this planet um, we've had suicides in the family. Like I just have to be here. I just have to be me. And I just have to say, I don't know. And this is what I'm supposed to do. That's it. So, and yes, I make some money at it. I'm blessed to do that. And I do everything I can to use it. Well, pour it back into this, try to perpetuate my life in a direction that as I do make money at this, I can gain more resources to just pour more power into this thing because the thing that keeps me going is like I got emailed yesterday and I get Facebook messages all the time. Like, you know, you're helping us so much. We love, I mean, even with my courses and stuff and I'm not promoting them now at all. I'm literally telling you like it was huge confirmation knowing what I'm doing with the course by how much of a blessing it's been to everyone already. I was really on the fence of like, is this how I'm supposed to do it or do I just do the patron type supporter thing? And after launching it and hearing the testimonies, I'm very confident that, yeah, I was supposed to launch it. I'm supposed to pour that somewhere, and it's supposed to help people. So you guys know I show up for, for free here twice a day, plus 10 videos a day, plus now I'm filming videos for the course. Like, this is full-time, and, and I think that I'm lucky, I'm blessed, if somewhere out there, parked high above us in the heavens, there's some Palladian light worker extraterrestrial race that is somehow my family that are pouring down their intelligence to try to empower me and you guys, anyone that that yokes with them to do something good on this earth while they're here, um, then more power to you. So, And I'm just weird enough to say, yeah, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. So... Uh, the whole battle between light and dark, could it be, could it be that that is the narrative that's been going on since the beginning of time? Humanity was seated here, different extraterrestrial federations are battling over the resources and the control of humanity and even the hearts and minds of humanity, and 
and there is this one true source of light and energy within all of us that is God that no one wants to acknowledge because we're all looking for that physical manifestation. And rather than going, hey, I have a galactic family and I'm going to honor them, somehow we want to worship them rather than honor them and worship the supreme being, the source. Uh, love is a force. Uh, humans expand it and encompass the planet. Yes, absolutely, Halloween. Totally, totally agree. Uh, the war we are fighting is not flesh and blood. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Truth that Travels says, yes, you are definitely living out your purpose. Thank you, my friend. Uh, love you, Truth that Travels. You guys have been great today. This has been a good session. I, I really appreciate when there's good commentary going on here. That's what I like to do. I don't just like to show up and talk. I don't, I'm not that interesting. Um, you guys give me like stuff to feed off of and, and I love these conversations. So thank you guys. Thank you for all the supporters here. Thank you guys for understanding what I'm trying to do. Thank you for seeing my heart in this, by the way, because, um, I hope you, you feel it. That's what needs to be put on display here. Not my flesh, but my heart. So, um, Let's see, dark arena uh, entities feed off of our fear and hate. We can starve them out. Yep, yep, amen, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see, like the colors you chose for today's art, Angel Appleseed. What's up, my friend? Thank you very much. Yeah, I think she's beautiful. You, ladies, check her out. She's, um, this is the uh, Priestess of the Galactic Federation. Third eye ablaze, blue and gold kind of truth colors there. I love that stuff. Uh, Halloween says, thank you. Thank you, my friend. You got a good heart. RC the dog says, thank you very much. Um, 1-800, hilarious name. You guys that are in here, there are some funny names here. Um, and I just love reading them. In fact, Peter is one of our friends on here too. And, and the first part of his name is hilarious. So you got, I see you 1-800. That's hilarious. God bless you, man. Um, Let's see, uh, LOL, hello, 1-800 says, uh, Steven says, we are amazing. Yeah, we are, absolutely. Halloween says, beautiful, absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Um, I just appreciate you guys. I just feel a lot of love here today, so thank you. Uh, I've got to uh, run this afternoon and uh, go do some stuff, so just join me tomorrow. You guys that are new, thank you. Come back. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. I know you. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. You guys have a beautiful day. I'll see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time every single day right here. Um, this is also reposted to Facebook, YouTube, um, to Apple and Spotify and like 40 other platforms. So if you listen to podcasts or you watch media on YouTube or on Facebook, I'm over on all of those platforms. So go check it out. Have a great day, Halloween. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, absolutely love your content. Sin, uh, Sin Sunshine says, thank you very much. Gleep Glop, love the name, says Later Cub. Um, much love and appreciation, Angel Appleseed. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Go check out the short videos I dropped today. There's some really good stuff there to get you thinking. And I hope that this video blessed you. And uh, give some honor, love, and respect to the Galactic Federation of Light. Whether they are physically real, real in another realm, or just real within our consciousness, I think some honor and respect is due. And I think that we get a lot of help from those entities, from those rays of light, from those consciousnesses. And they always point us back to source. So I love you guys. Everything in love and light. Namaste. Y'all have a beautiful day. God bless you.